It's the Saturday Coffee Clutch again. One, one, another Saturday Coffee Clutch with Heather Lofthouse. Oh God, I pressed it twice. <laughs> Sorry. Happy Saturday, everybody. <laughs> Go ahead, Bob. I ruined it. Should we start again? No, I think that's funny. Okay. Well, uh, thank you, Heather, for the Saturday Coffee Clutch intro there. Um, I have to apologize. Can you? I, I'm going to urge you to sit a little bit farther away from me mm. than you normally sit. You don't because, have to urge. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I got, I, I just, I, you can tell I got a little bit of a cold. Yeah. Uh, not, it's not COVID. I just, I took a COVID test. I took a COVID test yesterday. I took another COVID test uh, today. It's not COVID, but it is, uh, it's something that kind of is COVID-ish. Yeah. Well, so stay over there. Yeah, I'm staying over here, but it's not, I mean, it's not COVID-ish. It's definitely, I don't think you have COVID, but we do need to be worried. I mean, this is still a serious virus going around and a new variant, I think, was just announced. So, and well, it's back to school. So every, lots of kids are out of the class uh, of my child, for example. So it's not surprising. That's right. And if you're, if you are, if you are over 65, um, avoid your grandchildren, avoid children, <laughs> avoid anybody who is going to school you know schools are these are these uh what are they kind of petri dish well they they're places where where germs uh love to frolic and and get to know each other and and you know kind of uh i know i know and they're sneezing and monkey bars and laughing and learning and and learning oh it's awful um okay so it is labor day weekend We've had a few economics-related announcements for the week, obviously. Jobs report yesterday. What's happening in terms of interest rates and inflation, cooling, warming? Give it to us, please. Well, everything, look, at I, I really think, and every time I say this, people say, you know, they, they kind of uh, wonder and they raise their eyebrows and they don't know what I'm talking about. But the reality is that the economy is doing very, very well. Uh, now, it is not doing very well relative to the median wage. Uh, you know, the median wages are still stuck where they've been for 40 years. If you are a non-college graduate, you're still having very, very difficult time getting ahead. But in terms of the business cycle, you know, the, what we normally worry about in terms of inflation and recession, um, things are doing pretty well right now. Uh, the Fed is raising interest rates. I don't think they should. I think it's a terrible game they're playing. But thank goodness the Biden administration has been doing enough in terms of major stimulus packages, trillions of dollars, uh, the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, the Infrastructure Act, the Chips, the Chips Act. I mean, all kinds of things that are pushing so much money into the economy that they are having... Uh, the the paradoxical effect of uh, negating all the mm-hmm. damage that the Fed could be doing if the Fed were just raising interest rates on its own. So right. you get, uh, ironically, uh, kind of the best of all worlds. But the Fed does like to take credit for the fiscal policy and the monetary policy, it feels well, like. Well, the Fed, of course, wants to take credit. Um, but... Uh, the, the fact of the matter is we would be in a very difficult, pla- a difficult place right now. 
if it were just the Fed raising interest rates. I think that critical, you know, you're going to, economic historians and others are going to look back on this period and say the critical um, piece of the puzzle was the Biden legislation that put a lot of new money into the economy. Right. I made a clutch note this week. So I read an article from the New York Times. It's here on my phone, everybody. Um, and it was an article on inflation. And this sentence I thought was interesting, and I wanted your opinion on it, please. If Americans remain willing to pay up to buy products that they both need and want, it could allow companies to keep charging more, making it more difficult to fully stamp out inflation. Well, that's what's been happening. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's the story of the last year. Um, and uh, that's why the Fed has had to raise interest rates so high in order to begin uh, to reduce uh, economic activity. Uh, but there's no question in my mind that a key part of the problem has been corporate power. Uh, exactly. Sort of monopoly power to raise prices. And uh, the, the media, particularly the economic media, they don't want to go close to this. Ever, right. Even though the uh, evidence is now incontrovertible. Right. And that's why I thought that sentence was so typical. I mean, it puts, if Americans remain willing to pay, it could allow companies. I mean, it so puts the onus on Americans and poor companies. I mean, they're just passively over there, yeah, you know, I, waiting I mean, for I, signals I patiently. I'm not a conspiratorialist, right. but I do think that the media, particularly with regard to economic stories, is, uh, you know, is, is very reluctant to take on corporations. Right, because, of course. Frankly, that's where a lot of the money comes from. That's where the ad money comes from. Speaking of taking on corporations, so can you tell us a little bit about the overtime pay rule changes that are potentially afoot? Yeah, this is really interesting, and it's important uh, that this happen around Labor Day. We, you know, when people are focusing on jobs and wages, uh, the Labor Department, uh, you remember under Obama, uh, it began to raise the threshold under which people could get time and a half for over, overtime. Mm -hmm. uh, in the old days, it was just hourly wages, uh, but now it includes salaried workers. It's a very important and positive development because a lot of salaried workers have not, they don't get very much salary. I mean, they're, they're the equivalent of hourly workers, but they don't, get, they don't get time and a half. And so by pushing up this threshold, uh, I think the Labor Department has done a tremendous service uh, Julie Sue and the current Labor Department have made it even better. The proposed rule says, essentially, this will be automatic. If you are, uh, I think the new threshold is something like 65000 If you are a, a salaried worker uh, and you are earning under that threshold, you automatically are eligible for time and a half for overtime. Uh, and every three years, there'll be a cost of living adjustment. So this makes enormous sense. Right. And it could help millions of workers. Um, so hopefully it all goes through. Congratulations, Labor Department. I, you know, I woo really, woo. I, one of the things I want to write is a love letter to my old department. It's <laughs> will you do that? Department. Do it on Substack. I would you love will. to see it's it. Such a, it is a great department. <laughs> I love it. The love letter. And can you do on one of your famous cartoons or infamous cartoons? I don't know. I will, something. I, I, will, I don't I know. Try. Hearts. I, I want to see a love letter. This is but great. You know, when I got to the Labor Department, you know, a hundred years ago, 
Uh, most of the workers there had come to the Labor Department. If they were, you know, if they were civil servants, they came because they cared about jobs and workers, and they cared about wages, and they wanted uh, the country to be fairer. Right. They, I was going to say, fairness. they were all there for the right reasons. Right. And, Morals. Uh, and they were they were just great to work with. Okay. Well, look for this love letter. Okay. We have to talk about Trump. I'm sorry, but we just do. Why? What is happening? Why? Well, it's kind of important for the rule of law and our- He sucks the oxygen out of every every crevice, every every nook and cranny. I mean, this is what he continues to do. I know. Uh, and now he wants, you know, he's pushing uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, to commence a, a well, I mean, he wants, he basically wants Biden to be impeached, uh, wants mm. the House Republicans to impeach Biden. Uh, and- uh, and Kevin McCarthy is cooperating. Kevin McCarthy, of course he is saluting. Of course he is. But so, yeah, so you wrote this in Substack this week. I mean, here, he, I mean, this is not, this is a distraction, right? It's like distraction 101, foggy noise, add to the fray, right? It's exactly. So, uh, I mean, Trump's MO, and, and it's been this way for years, has been to accuse the other side, uh, his op- opponents, of doing exactly what he's been doing, uh, and 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 even worse, and if he can get anybody, uh, whether it's you know if it's the House or the Republicans or Zelensky or anybody, he can mm. get to accuse Biden of doing something bad. Um, he scores in his kind of weird view of what that means. So he wants to have a uh, a an impeachment proceeding against Biden having to do, I suppose, with Hunter Biden. Right. It happens at the same time that all of the news of his trials are going to be undergo- underway, you know, in the, uh, uh, in the next, basically next, uh, next March, next April. Um, and so he can confuse the hell out of the public. Now, he's not one to shake in his boots, right? I mean, he doesn't want us to think that. But do you think he writes Dear Diary at night? Is he panicking? I, I think, mean, it's... I, I think he... Think? It's very difficult to tell because he's, you know, he's a sociopath. And how can you and analyze a sociopath? Right. Uh, but I do think, just, just judging on the basis of how much he's posting, uh, and I, you know, my rough... Estimate over the last three days was about thirty videos. I mean, that's an extraordinary. I mean, that's that's more videos than inequality media puts up. Um, <laughs> and the reason he, he's doing that, I think, Heather, is that he is panicking to some extent. He wants he wants his followers to get so furious uh, at Biden, at the prosecutors, uh, at uh, the Justice Department. Uh, he wants them to. Uh, his followers to think that they are being persecuted like Trump. It's so, it's like such an old tactic. This next year is going to be, I mean, I feel like we say this a lot, but I mean, if this year was a 10 out of 10, next year is a 20 out of 10. Trial dates, everyone's, you know, and while he's a candidate, does he is he able to be in two places at once? I mean, we're looking at March, you said, and then also May. Georgia hasn't even been set yet. Well, you have, you have March 4th. Uh, is the beginning of the the big one, uh, right. the uh, Judge you know, Chuck alleged to uh, tr- uh, try to s- stop the election, and that's with uh, before Judge uh, Chutkin. Uh, and then you have March twenty fifth, which is in New York City, the hush money trial, 
Um, and then you have May 20th, uh, the classified documents trial right, in Florida. Yeah. Uh, and then, as you said, we don't have yet a date for, for Georgia, but this is all presidential election year. This is all yeah. primary year. This is all 2024. Right. I am, I want, I said to our staff at inequality media and all of our colleagues, I mean, we got to get ready for next year and stay sane in any way we can. Did I tell you this? My kiddo, who's 10, so I put him to bed at night and I lie down next to him. And he said, a couple nights ago, Bob, he said, Mom, why, why are there school shootings as we're falling asleep? I mean, and so basically, I mean, my answer was, I tried to say mental health is a real problem. A lot of people who do the shootings are struggling with mental health and aren't being supported. And then I said, anger, people are very angry these days. I mean, they always have been, but I'm not sure we're helping people and parents and schools and, you know, the health system, helping people process their anger, understand it, self-regulate around it. Ugh. And then I said guns. I mean, we so uh, you know this, but um, my husband is from England, so it's easy for me to say, you know, guess what? Where daddy's from, there's not guns everywhere. Now, there's still horrible things happening, but it's clearly related to that. And it was kind of I mean, I guess he accepted the answer. But what a terrible thing to have to talk Ugh. to a child about. Did, did he bring that home from school? Is, it, is, is that something that's being must be? Well, for sure. I mean, they have had active shooter um, preparation, right? So they have these mock situations. It used to be, you know, when I was growing up, it was earthquake drills, right? So now the drills well, are I, more varied. Was up, it was, uh, it was a, a bomb coming from uh, the Soviet Union. I know. Um, yeah. So I guess, I don't know. That's interesting to think about that. But yeah, so things have changed. But it must be you know, he hears about shootings and, you know, we don't have the new, I try not to have the news on in front of him too much. I mean, I want him to understand that news is important, but it's hard to regulate around a 10 year old's brain with all that's happening. Also, when the, when you have a former president of the United States, just to bring it back. Yes. Saying the most outrageous, vile uh, things about public officials, about judges, about prosecutors. Um, I mean, that, uh, Add to the the level of stress and anxiety and anger in our yep. society. I mean, it doesn't play out in terms of direct shootings, but honestly, well, uh, yeah. Heather, I can't. I, I mean, you know, every time, every time Trump goes after somebody, every time he, well, for example, the other day he was going after Nancy Pelosi again. Yeah, uh, and you remember what happened just a year ago. Somebody breaks into Nancy Pelosi's house and takes a, a hammer to Paul Pelosi. I mean, I the, you cannot divorce um, this mm -mm. kind of violent, uh, awful rhetoric from the possibility of violence. That's it. He's starting. He's like he has a little lighter and he's starting fires everywhere under people. And I do think that there's obviously that in the intersection of, you know, a mental health crisis. It's a, not a good combo. Um, we know this one here. Can I say something slightly more, less grim, more positive? Of course. Of course. So have some, more, have some more coffee. I will. Hold on. I'll have a sip. Mm, that's better. Um, so 
at Inequality Media and Inequality Media Civic Action, we have a phone line. People dial in here and there. Some people call in saying, asking about Substack because they find the same line kind of all goes to the same place sometimes. Um, and we have Sydney on our team and Michael on our team. And sometimes I pick up the phone and I happened to pick up this week and there was a person on the other end and her name was Sylvia was, and she was calling from South Dakota. And she said, you know, the videos you all make, I have to say, they keep me sane and thank you. And seeing Robert Reich's smile makes me happier and calmer. I know you probably hate me telling you that, but I'm telling you that oh, anyway. Isn't that nice? It is nice. Isn't that that nice? is. I, I was not. I, I was not aware that I smiled. I was. I actually uh, thought the, the same thing, Bob. I was like, "Is he smiling?" Well, sometimes I do. I do think there's some smiles. I I miss the days when you did the lives. You know, the resistance yeah. report. Maybe we need to bring some of those back because I do find maybe we'll video some of our clutches. Sometimes you smile. And if, if the people like smile, I mean, I like smiling, smiling. Ugh. Well, I think the P, I, I, of course, I like smiling, but the, but the point that uh, Sylvia yes. from South Dakota, I, mm -hmm. I think the point that she makes that is relevant um, is, you know, the, the notion that she, uh, that, that, that she needs to be, that, the, that these things make her happier and calmer. Um, suggesting that, you know, most of the time she's not terribly happy and not terribly calm. And she represents, you know, most of America. I mean, this is not a time where most people are happy and calm. No. And so uh, we have to, and it's a very, it's a very, very tough balance. We've got to make sure people get the right information, uh, that it is uh, clear and concise and people understand what's going on. But at the same time, that it's not hopeless. Uh, that we give people reason to be optimistic about the future. Very, That's very it. difficult. That's it. It is difficult. Well, we will keep trying. On that note. On that note. And thank you. Have a, have a wonderful rest of your Labor Day weekend. And you and everyone and everybody else. out there who is joining us today, you have a great rest of your Labor Day weekend. You can, you can honor labor by having fun. How's that? I like it. Let's end with that. Thanks, everyone. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs>